Thank you for downloading this message from Roots Community Church. We pray that you are encouraged by the word. If you are looking for more information, please visit us at rccphoenix.com. We're glad you guys are able to uh, join us tonight. We're going to be uh, singing some more throughout the throughout the service tonight and through our time together. We just wanted to um, kind of bring the family around the piano together and kind of just have kind of a family meeting, talk a little bit about the word, worship together. <clears throat> and uh, in times like this, it can be really crazy. It can kind of seem like everything's spinning out of control, but you go back to the thing that is our rock, which is scripture, which is worship, which is our relationship with God. And uh, hopefully for you, one of those rocks is that family that we can get around and kind of spend some time together, which is what we want to do tonight. Um, as I was kind of reading through this week and um, <clears throat> uh, preparing for this evening, I, I kind of felt like my heart go to John chapter 4. Now we're in the middle of a, of a series on worship. So if this is your first time joining us, welcome. We would love for you to uh, um, catch up and, and you know, just kind of join us every week here at 6 o'clock on Sundays. Um, but we also are about four weeks into a series on worship and all of our past messages are on podcast. You can find those at RCC Phoenix on any of your podcast app, whether you're Google, Android, iOS, Apple, anything like that. Just plug RCC Phoenix, all one word, into your podcast app and you can um, get all the past messages. But uh, we're going to um, continue on in that series this week and we're going to put some practical application to worship. And so um, if you've got your Bibles, which I hope you do because you're probably at home watching this like, uh, like we're broadcasting from, you can turn to John chapter 4, and I'll give you just a, uh, just a few seconds to do that. John chapter 4, <clears throat> we're going to read um, from verses 13 on through about verse 24. So John chapter 4, I'll give you just a second to find it. And uh, we're going to talk about three things. Um, about worship that Jesus tells us here. <clears throat> in this passage, Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman who is um, uh, by the well, and he's asking her to draw out some water for him. And they have this conversation where she says, you know, you're not really supposed to be talking to me. You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Why are you asking me all of this? And Jesus uh, kind of starts to tell her a little bit about herself that no one else knows. And he says, well, why don't you run home real quick? I'll tell you all about what I have to offer, but go home and get your husband. And she says very nervously, oh, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says to her, yeah, well, you're right. Uh, you've had five husbands, and the man you're living with now is not your husband. And she, she says, um, we're going to start in verse uh, 19, sorry, not 13. So John 4, verses 19, where we'll pick this up. So after he tells her that, she says, sir... You must be a prophet. So tell me why it is that you and you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship. Jesus replied, we're in verse 21, Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. 
But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him in that way. And then Jesus repeats himself again, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The first thing that I noticed, and we'll go through three things here tonight, but the first thing I noticed that the scripture is where Jesus says to her that the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. What he's telling her is all of these spots that are sacred to everyone, all of these places, this mountain, the temple, all of these places are going to go away. They're going to go away because at, when Christ dies and he rises from the dead, the Holy Spirit comes after that and he, and he is with all of those of us who are believers. And so he's saying to them, you don't need a specific place. You don't need a location. You don't need an address. You don't need anywhere specific to come to worship. There's going to come a day, and that day is here because Jesus is here, that we're not going to have to find a building. We're not going to have to find the tabernacle. We're not going to have to find a certain uh, a religious holy site or anything like that. We will be able to worship him where we are because the temple is now gone, and he resides in us as the temple. So we are the housing, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we can worship wherever we are. We don't have to go anywhere. And as I was reading that, I thought, man, what a perfect, perfect scripture for where we are today. Because we're not able to get together. We're not able to, 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 to come into the same location and, and meet at our normal facility and our normal time and be able to see each other and hug each other and kind of catch up with how everyone is doing in person. But that does not restrict the children of God or the church of God from worshiping. We know that worship consists of submission, honor, and affection. Those three things, those three categories we've gone through the last several weeks. We know that those things um, are the true biblical definition of worship. And we can talk about the goodness of God. We can submit to him. We can follow his instructions wherever we are. We don't have to be together. Now, I realize that we're together right now virtually, but we don't have to be in a physical place because the Spirit of God resides in us. And if you are a believer, He resides in you. So I'm going to encourage you right now. What we're going to do is we're going to stop and we're going to worship one more time. Um, uh, but I want to encourage you right now. If you are someone who has not worshipped in your home while you are there on a, on a lockdown or a quarantine or a recommended um, place of, of, of staying put, of kind of hunker down where you are, I'm going to encourage you to worship in your home. So many of us go, and including myself, we go out of the home and we go to a place and we try to find a quiet place. But right now, I'm going to challenge you wherever you are to turn that spot into a house of worship. Jesus told the Samaritan woman right here, it, the day is coming and that day is right now where we are, that we don't need a specific place to be. So what we're going to do is we're going to sing a song together and we're going to declare just how great God is again. <clears throat> and we're going to invite you together to worship and turn wherever you are into that house of worship. Okay.
matter where you're at. Doesn't matter if you're in a home, if you're in a car, if you're by yourself, if there's a whole bunch of family gathered around you right now. It is always, always appropriate and always the right time to worship God. Right there, we've declared the goodness of God. We've reminded ourselves who He is. We're talking about His greatness. We're pouring our affection onto Him. And that song itself is not worship. It is an expression of a heart that is affectionate towards God. It's an expression of a heart that's affectionate towards God. If we're going to be people who worship the Lord, we're going to have to let our affection for Him come out of our mouth and impact our actions so we tell the people around us how great He is. The second thing about this scripture that jumped out at me, I'm going to go back to verse, um, let's see here, go back to verse 21. For believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. It doesn't matter where you're at. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes to the Jews. And here's the second thing I wanted to bring to our attention tonight. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. When that scripture right there says, even verse 24 says, For God is a spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It repeats itself. Anytime we find in scripture where God repeats himself, I don't know about you, but I'm going to pay extra special attention, extra care, and give extra attention to anything that he repeats, especially this close together. He says, the time is now when the worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way and then goes right back to it again, for God is spirit. So uh, those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. There's something here he's trying to drive home. And when the creator of the universe who spoke everything into existence and he created everything from nothing, when that God repeats himself, I think it's time for us to to sit up and take notice and listen to what he has to say. Those who worship him, that word worship is, if you were with us last week, you'll recognize this word proscunio. It's category three of worship for the biblical words of worship. It is submission kneeling down, and affection. So if we're going to submit to God, if we're going to pour our affection on Him, He's saying here that those who want to do that, the people who want to worship in that way, and they want to worship God in that way, must do so in spirit and in truth. Now I want you to notice something. If you have your Bibles open, you can see this in verse 24. For God is spirit, capital S. That capital S identifies him as God, the Holy Spirit, member of the Trinity. And then those who want to worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The next spirit is a little s. It's not the same thing. It's not the same word. So that little s implies something for us. And what is that? Well, the the biblical definition of that word spirit there, in spirit and in truth, is the part of our being that makes rational decisions. It's the part of us 
that makes rational decisions. It looks at things and makes a decision on which way to go. It looks at scenarios and tries to judge what, what is right and what is wrong. That when it says those who worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And truth is not opinion, not what I want to be true, not my personal truth, but the truth. Everybody today seems to have my truth. When it's actually not your truth, it's my opinion. Because the truth never changes. The truth never changes. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by Him. He is the truth. He never changes. His word never changes. It is true. So when he says that we must worship him in spirit and in truth, he is saying that we must use the rational part of our mind and our heart and our soul and our spirit to make a decision about him. We're going to have to decide, yes, I have looked at the facts. I have looked at the evidence. I have looked at his claims. I realize he is telling the truth. And because he is telling the truth, because I am submitting to him, because he has changed my life, because he has made everything in me new, because he has renewed me, because he has taken me from death to life, because he has done those things for me, I am going to look at him and make a decision. That decision is above our emotion. And we've talked about that a lot during this, during this, um, during this uh, series on worship, is that this emotion is not wrong. But if the emotion is the foundation of what we're chasing, then we're actually worshiping the emotion. What we have to do is look inside of ourselves to the part of us that makes decisions, and with the rational part of our mind go, I am choosing to serve God. Faith is in me. I have faith going to rise up out of me. And what's going to happen? I believe that what God said is true. I'm going to follow that way. When I worship him in spirit, I am making a rational decision. And when I worship him in truth, in spirit and in truth, I'm looking at the truth, the facts about God, the truth about God and saying, that is right. And so when I submit to God, when I pour my affection on him, I'm doing it from the part of me that says I'm making a conscious decision right now to follow God because he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to sing another song. We're going to sing another worship song that declares the goodness of God and talks about the greatness of God and we make a decision right now. And I'm inviting you to make the same decision right now. It doesn't matter what it looks like around me, if there's chaos around me, if there's uncertainty around me, if it's I don't know what's going on in my world or in, in my neighborhood or in, in the, in, around the world or in my country or my home, I'm still going to decide to submit, to show honor and pour my affection on God. I'm going to invite you to worship with us in spirit and in truth.
uncertain times, it can be difficult to say, even though I don't see everything working out, even though it's hard for me to see with my physical eyes and where I am at this motion, or th this moment, I am going to decide above my emotion. I'm going to decide with a rational part of my mind. I'm going to decide to worship Him. I'm going to decide to trust Him. I'm going to decide to allow faith to rise over fear. I'm going to decide to not let the uncertainty be something that shakes me to the core. I'm going to decide right now that I trust him. I'm going to decide that I trust him. If you are in the middle of a crazy scenario in your life, outside of everything that is already going on, and we're all meeting here online because of the virus that we're trying to our best to not spread to people who are vulnerable and, and who have health uh, compromising situations. If you're going through something even internally that makes that look like it's nothing, I want to encourage you right now to trust, to decide in the rational part of your mind, worship God in spirit and in truth, trusting Him that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And make a decision for him. <clears throat> the last thing that I found very interesting in the scripture, and it'll be the last thing we, we kind of review during our time together tonight is this. Uh, verse 23 in John chapter 4. But the time is coming, indeed is here now, when the true worshipers must worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. Let me say that again. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. God is looking. He's looking. That implies that He's searching. He's scanning the globe. He's scanning our state here in Arizona or wherever you might be. He's scanning our city, our neighborhood. He is scanning there looking for the ones who will worship him in the way he has lined out. He's looking for those. My encouragement for you and my question for you is, are you the one he's looking for? Are you worshiping him that way? Are you submitting to his spirit? Are you making a decision for him? Have you decided I'm going to trust him? Have you decided in the rational part of your mind, I'm going to, I'm going to submit to him? Because if you have, he's looking for you. He's looking for you. So tonight... We're going to wrap up with one final worship song. And we're going to invite you to worship with us. And in that worship song, there is a line that says, I want to be the one you're looking for. If you are saying right where you're at, I want to be the one that God's looking for. I want to be that kind of worshiper. Then we just talked about what it, what it means. It doesn't have to be in a physical place. There's no specific place that you have to be. 
There is no church building or tabernacle or mountain or religious site you have to physically travel to because the Spirit of God resides with you. If you're a believer in Him, He resides with you. If He's residing with you and you decide, I'm going to worship Him in spirit and in truth, then my friend, you are the one He's looking for. And Roots Community Church, I want to be the church, the gathering of people, the fellowship of believers that God is looking for. If he were to scan the entire globe and no one else was worshiping, I know that's, that's next to impossible, but just hypothetically, if that were to happen, I would pray that he would know that we are people who decided to worship him. If you're watching tonight, you're not a member of our church, but you're in, in, in some other church, great. We want you to be connected to a body of believers, but we want all of us to worship God the way he desires to be worshiped. And then be the ones he's looking for. I invite you to worship with us as we wrap up tonight.